Hi everyone and welcome to Etalma 2.0. Today we're going to be doing 8b Ches Amud Beis in Moed Katan. Um, we're going to start from the Mishnah at the top of the page that says as follows: Ein Chofrin Kuchen Ukvaras Bamoed. You're not allowed to bury. I'm sorry. You're not allowed to um, dig new burial kuchen. So those are like burial niches um, or tombs. During Chol HaMoed, and we'll talk more about what these two different types of burial spaces are. You can't do that during Chol HaMoed. You can't build those on Chol HaMoed. But now I just want to point out that this prohibition is to make these burial spaces that are not necessary for Chol HaMoed. But if they're necessary for Chol HaMoed, you're allowed to do it. And then you're allowed to you're allowed to kind of adapt. So you're allowed to tweak a burial space during Chol HaMoed. So this is. Even for a burial space that's not needed for Cholmoid, you're not allowed to build it, but you are allowed to adapt it. The Osin of Rechas you can create a wash pond during Cholmoid, place to wash your clothes. The Aron Im Hames Bechatzer, and you can also make an Aron, you can make a coffin um, if you are in the courtyard where the dead person is lying, so everyone knows that you're making this coffin for now and that not for after Yomtiv, not for after Cholhamoid is over. Um, because if it's not, then people will think that you're working on a non-essential construction during Cholhamoid. Okay? Rabbi Huda Oser, Rabbi Huda says that that is forbidden, unless there are boards with them, meaning... If you are not allowed to, even if you have the deceased in the courtyard with you, you're still only allowed to make the coffin if you already have boards to make it with, but not if you have to make them from scratch, meaning you just have the, the wood and you'd have to make them from scratch. Then that, that would not be allowed because that involves too much excessive exertion. Okay. Now let's look at the Gemara. My kuchen, my kvaros. What are these burial niches and what are tombs? Amr of Yehuda, kuchen bachafira. Niches are made by digging, but digging in a very specific way. They used to have these underground crypts. So they dig underground, and then they make this huge pit, and then in this pit, they would then fashion out of the walls of the pit, they'd fashion out um, burial spaces. And those are what the kuchen are, those are the niches. Ukfaros bibinyan and tombs are made by building above the ground. Um, those were basically above ground burial chambers, which were made of stone covered with lime. Tanya Nami we also learned this in a Brisa, Elohim Kuchen and Elohim Kfaros. These are these burial niches and these are tombs. Kuchen Bachafira niches are made by digging. Ukfaros Bivinyan and tombs are made by building above the ground. Okay, so now we're just going to quickly go through giving a couple of different explanations. Yeah. But the Mishnah said that we can adapt the niches. How do we adapt? What does that mean to adapt? said, If the niche was too long, you can shorten it. Um, and the Gemara says, What was taught? You can lengthen the niche and you can widen it as is necessary. Um, and the, the idea here is that even lengthening or widening, which involves more strenuous labor, even that will be allowed to be done. The next part of the Mishnah said that you can make a wash pond. My uh, nivreches, what is a nivreches? What is this wash pond? A reference to Amar Bihuda Zobekiya, it's a bekiya, it's a pond. But wait a minute, did we learn in a Braisa? We see that there's a nivreches and a bakiya. So we see that there are two different things. And a nivreches is not a bakiya, it's not a pond. So Amar Abayavi Sam Rabkana, so Abayavi said, and 
And some say it's Rav Kahana who said it, Giha Uvar Giha. Nivrechas and Abikia are a primary pond and then a secondary pond that would have the overflow from the pond in which you wish to wash your, 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 um, your laundry. Um, so you're allowed to make the primary pond on Chol HaMoed even. Okay. Va'aron im hames bechatzer, and your Mishnah said you can construct a coffin in the courtyard with the deceased. Tanina lahad detanu rabbanon. We learned in our Mishnah what the rabbis taught in a brisa. Osin kol tzarich hames, you can perform all the needs of a corpse on chol hamoid. Gozes in lo sa'aro, you can cut his hair for him. There you can cut the hair. Umechaps in lo tzuso, and you can wash the shroud for him. Va'osin lo aron, minas sarim, hanaminu sarim, erev yantavin, you can make a coffin for him out of boards that were prepared from the eve of the festivals. That would obviously go well according to the opinion that accords with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who said that you can only do it if you already have the boards constructed. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, because of excessive exertion. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said, Atzim, you can even bring the wood um, Nasran, and saw them into boards privately in your house. So that's the idea. Okay. Okay, let's um, let's now look at the Mishnah. Um, let's now look at the next Mishnah. Ain't no sim nashim b'moed. You're not allowed to get married on chol hamoed. Well, besuos v'lo'amonos, you can't marry um, a virgin and you can't marry a widow. and you can't perform yibum. Yibum is lever at marriage. If a man dies without having children, then his wife um, is obligated to either marry the brother of the her husband that passed away or do chalitza do a do a certain ceremony that basically acts as like a separating act between her and her brother-in-law um so you can't do yibum you cannot do this lever marriage on chol because it's too much joy for you now we'll have to talk about what the problem with having joy on chol which is a time of joy is However, you could take back a wife that you had divorced on Chol Hamon. Um, and the point there is, is that it's not, you know, although it's a huge joy to get remarried to the person that you got divorced from, it's, I guess it's not the same type of joy or the same level of joy. Hard to understand that. Okay, let's go further. And a woman can take her adornments during Chol Hamon. And what the basic... But the basic explanation of this is, is that um, you're allowed to apply cosmetics on Chol HaMoyed. We'll talk more about that, though, once the Gemara discusses it. You're not allowed to put lime on because it disfigures her. So I guess the idea was is that there you could women used to apply these lime masks. And once it was taken off, it would make your skin better. But once it was on, it would make you look disfigured. So we're saying that you can't put it on on Chol HaMoyed because during the moments that it's on... It does, you know, it's um, it's not a good feeling because it makes you not look great. Even though once you take it off, you'll look even better. And um, an unskilled person can sew in his usual manner, but a skilled person, a professional, has to use irregular stitches. Um, we'll talk more about that in the Gemara. Last part of the Gemara, you can interlace support for beds. Um, so basically, beds used to be made, supported by these interlaced ropes, and we're saying that you're allowed to do that, um, make the interlace these ropes on chalmoid. Rabbi says, "Mimatchin." You can tighten these ropes 
um, and we'll talk more about this when we get to the Gemara. All right, let's learn the Gemara about the getting married on Chol HaMoy. And if it's a source of joy for him, what's the problem? What of it? Why is it a problem for him to have extra joy on the holiday? If anything, we'd think on the contrary. So did Rabbi Lazar say in the name of Oishia? Some say that Rabbi Lazar said in the name of Oishia. The reason is because is we do not intermingle one joyous occasion with another joyous occasion. So the idea is, is that on the holiday we're supposed to have joy, but it's supposed to be coming from the Yom Tiv itself. So we don't want to... We don't want to intermingle one joyous occasion with the other. Rabbi Baravun Amar said that's not the reason. The reason is, is because the groom will put aside the joy of the festival and involve himself with the joy of his wife. So that's the problem. This reasoning of Rabbi Baravun about putting aside the joy of the festival. Um, how the Rav Baravuna de Ravu is actually finds its source in a statement of Rav's, the Amr of Daniel of Arkatina, because Rav Daniel of Arkatina said in the name of Rav, from where do we know that you're not allowed to get married to women on Chol Hamoid Shinemar? Because the verse says, You shall rejoice in your festival, you shall rejoice in your festival, and not in your new wife. And what this verse teaches us then is that it's specific, there's one specific type of joy that you are have to refrain from engaging in on Yom Tev, and that's that of getting married. Whereas according to the first explanation as to why you cannot get married on Chalam which was given by Rabbi Lazar or Rabbi Hanina, that was any, there, any point of great joy should not be experienced on Yom Tev because you're not allowed to intermingle joy with joy. Okay. Another reason why it may be forbidden to get married in Cholamoid, Ula Amar Ula says it's because of the excessive exertion that the groom would have to go through um, preparing for the wedding feast that would take place on Cholamoid, and that excessive exertion is not allowed. Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi said, the reason that you're not allowed to get married in Cholamoid is because it will neglect, it will result in the neglect of the mitzvah of being fruitful and multiply having children. Because what's going to happen is, is everybody's going to wait till Cholamoid to get married. Why would everyone wait till Cholamoid to get married? Number one, because you enemies have to make a feast. You have to make a holiday feast. So they'll just combine them and say, okay, I don't have to spend extra money now on my wedding feast. We'll just um, combine them with our with our holiday feast. That would be the uh, so that would be the first reason that people would want to get married on Cholamoid. And the second reason, Cholamoid, um, you don't have any work, right? You don't. It's not. It's not a work day. So if it's not a work day, um, it's a perfect time to get married because. Um, You'll be free to rejoice with your wife. You won't have to take off a day of work because you're anyways not going to work. So because of all that, what's going to happen is if we allowed marriages on Cholamoid, everyone would end up pushing their weddings off to Cholamoid, and you'd have the entire year where no one would be having, no one would be um, conceiving children. Um, rather, they'd all be waiting to Cholamoid to get married and then to conceive. So that's the idea. Let's stop here. We'll talk more about this next week. Take good care.